If I destroy this gun, I could save one child. Why, you a murderer? You moron? Lock up your gun and it'll never kill a person. Welcome to Unearthed, a podcast brought to you by the WBRU News Team. And I'm your host, Ellie Marimoto. Kyle McCarthy describes his younger self as a screaming gun owner. Today, he runs a gun range, owns over a dozen firearms, but insists he's changed. So I spent a day at his shop to better understand the mind of one devoted gun owner. Kyle McCarthy sits on a black stool. He's leaning over a glass case filled with Glock 15 pistols. We're watching a video of a man destroying his AR-15 rifle after the Parkland school shooting. The first voice you're going to hear is the man in the video, who has a tattoo of the Second Amendment on his arm. He's in his backyard, holding the AR-15 that he's owned for over 30 years. It's a gun like this one that takes away the lives. So I've decided today I'm going to make sure this weapon will never be able to take a life. Well, you should just put it in a safe The right to own this weapon more important than someone's life? Yes. A weapon like this that can cause so much death and destruction? Do that with your car. pictures of those victims. Oh, my God. This guy sucks. (laughs) Is that right more important? I don't think so. That's the sound of a wheel cutting the rifle. This video has over 600,000 views on YouTube. After we finish the clip, Kyle takes off his reading glasses, sighs, and then adjusts his long brown ponytail. We're in Kyle's shop, the Mid-State Gun Range, located off a dusty road in Coventry, Rhode Island. Kyle thinks anti-gun campaigns are behind this video. I truly believe that that video is absolutely fraudulent. In Kyle's mind, no true gun owner would destroy a firearm. The value of this classic firearm, this beautiful antique, anybody who owns one of them knows its investment potential, knows why they own it. Gun people don't just change their minds and chop up their guns. I find that very suspect. The AR-15 destroyed in this video is like the rifle locked up in Kyle's safe, except the rifle in the video is the $3,000 first-generation model, basically Kyle's dream gun. But that's not the only reason it hurts him to watch this video. This guy is talking about giving up the freedoms that people died for 200 years ago to create this country. Let's give them up. If this, if I destroy this gun, I could save one child. Why, you a murderer? You moron? Lock up your gun and it'll never kill a person. I find this man enraging and useless. <laughs> Kyle currently owns over a dozen firearms. He bought his first gun on the day of his 21st birthday. 21 and went, I know what I'm going to do. And I just ran to the local gun store and said, I'm 21, I need a gun. And the guy was like, sure, kid, where's your wallet? I ran to, actually, his uncle. I ran right to his house. I'm like, hey, his nickname is Bubba. I'm like, Bubba, I bought a gun. He's like, great. I'm like, what do I do with it? And he looks at me, he goes, you shoot it, you idiot. I'm like, okay. I'm like, how do you do that? He's like, put the bullets in the damn thing and pull the trigger. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But Kyle says he was dangerously clueless about guns. He didn't grow up with them. In fact, his mother hated guns so much, 
She threatened to divorce his dad when she mistakenly thought he had a gun in the house. There was a dog attacking another dog in my front yard. I was eight years old. My father came out of the bedroom with a gun cigarette lighter, and my mother lost her shit. Is that a gun in my house? Get it out. I'm calling the police. I'm moving out. We're getting divorced. He goes, ha-ha, and a little flyer came out, and it was it was to that extreme. <laughs> so what do they think of you now? That, I mean, my mother told me I was a terrible person when I opened the store and that I was helping murder people. Thanks for the support, sweetie. I'll catch you on the backside. Kyle's mom's opinion on guns didn't change his mind. His enthusiasm only grew. By 24, he doubled the number of guns he owned. Today, Kyle approaches guns differently with his son than his parents did with him. He started training his sons about guns early. Okay, now you're eight. I'm going to let you touch it. I'm going to show you how it works, and I'm going to tell you don't ever touch one. If, or if any of your friends have one, run. I think the issue is I ran out like a dope 21, ran to my buddy's house with a bunch of guns and bullets, and I was like, woo! And you, you can leave my kid in the room. Okay, buddy, there's 75,000 rounds and 100 machine guns. What are you going to do? He goes, eh, probably my homework. Like, it's of no interest. It was such a commonplace thing. I knew if there was a gun in the situation, he'd know what to do with it or get the hell out. As Kyle talks, he leans forward. Behind him sits a row of shotguns, placed right above a stack of firearm safety manuals, translated in five different languages. Kyle says he'd like to be able to talk with people on the other side of the gun issue, but that they're unwilling to talk. He tells me of a recent encounter at a gun legislation rally. He was chatting with a mom on the state house steps. We all had our coats on because it was cold. We're talking, walking up. I unzipped my jacket. I had a yellow shirt on. She had a red shirt on. Kyle is referring to RED for Moms Demand Action, a group that organizes to pass gun reforms, and yellow for the Second Amendment Coalition t-shirt that says, gun control doesn't work. We were talking about the kids and college tuition and all this stuff. She goes, oh, so you're one of them. She was, don't worry, honey, I don't want your guns, I just want your assault weapons. I said, if you understood how to properly define what an assault weapon is, I would love to have that conversation with you someday. She goes, what if I don't fucking care? And I was like, whoa, gotta go. Kyle says his friends have also had negative experiences with people in groups like Moms Demand Action. The funniest thing is, Every safe town knew something, blah, blah, blah. All, all the stupid names that these organizations give themselves. We're all sitting there going, yeah, we agree. But they don't want to talk to us. Given Kyle's love for guns, I figured he'd be a big supporter of the NRA. So I asked him about it. And I'm going to read out a couple of things I've heard leaders of the NRA say. So Dana Loesch said recently, they use their schools to teach their children that the president is Hitler. The only way to stop this fight to violence of lies is with a clenched fist of truth. Does Who the hell is she? We've never heard of her. No idea. <laughs> I can't say I have either. No. At first, it's kind of shocking that Kyle doesn't know who Dana Loesch is. After all, she is the spokeswoman for the group Kyle's been a member of since 1994. But it's even more shocking to hear that her words don't resonate with him. What, what good does that statement do? If you're going to take, take a stand on something, bring something good from it. And polarization is a problem, you know? They, who are they? There are a lot of people, staunch NRA life members, that are, all, are for all kinds of crazy gun control. And we have a group of 
maybe a couple of hundred people that come here that are part of this national organization. They're card holders for the liberal gun owners. I believe most of us are a giant gray area, and a small percentage of the population believes in that one-sided bull. Kyle's NRA isn't the one represented by high-paid spokespeople who go on about party politics. To Kyle, the NRA he pays attention to is a group that has an unrivaled emphasis on firearm safety. My relationship with them is pretty much educational. We have all sorts of certifications. They are the national standard. Years ago, I had a giant chip on my shoulder. I was that hardcore angry guy, and I realized I've been standing here screaming about guns, 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 guns for everybody. I said, I've been screaming a long time, and I don't think a single person's listened to a word I had to say, you know. But then you start to talk, and you open dialogue, and just about any problem can be fixed with dialogue. Kyle's attitude towards politics has evolved over the years although maybe not his positions. If there was a chance, hypothetically, that you were told to give up one type of class of weapon, would you do I it? Got healthy no, I would never agree to that. Who has the right to tell me I have to give something up? The topic shifts to Parkland and the movement towards stricter gun control measures. Kyle feels strongly about the issue of raising the minimum age to buy a rifle from 18 to 21. I can't see the change in the age limit saves lives. You can't drink until you're 21, and how many kids go out and get hammered and kill their best friend in the car, and they're 19, 20 years old? It's, it's uh, you're legislating morality, and you can't legislate morality. There are far too many stupid people out there. I asked him about the Parkland school shooter who, at the age of 19, legally bought an AR-15 rifle, which he used to kill 17 students. legally bought a gun and then shot up the school. What do you say about that? Yeah. That's Claude in his 50s. Shooting in Florida, He's been working with Kyle for over seven years. a record. Years. 38 times they had access to him. 38 times, so they failed. The background check failed to catch it, so law enforcement failed again. As shots were being fired, those law enforcement outside of the building failed again. So with all these failures in law enforcement, you're going to come and tell me I can't have my gun? Kyle is nodding. He says that no legislation will stop people who have decided to commit a murder. You're talking about somebody you, you don't understand. I don't understand. Regardless, that guy in Florida, he legally bought that gun at that age. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and the FBI let him. So do you think the blame is more on the background check system? Oh, yeah. It failed. Like we, like we spoke of earlier, Coventry PD would have never let that guy have that gun. I don't know what they're doing down in Parkland, but it doesn't seem to be working well. Kyle is all for universal background checks. He thinks if you have a history of mental illness, you should not have access to a gun. To him, most gun legislation that's passed is a waste of resources and not fixing the problem. But despite the politics, Kyle says it's time to find some common ground. In 15 years I'd been screaming at people, none of them were listening. All they were doing was screaming back. I was like, that's, that's not educating people about firearms. I decided that, okay, you're going to grow up, and you're going to learn to speak English, and you're going to tell people about your sport. And if they get angry, keep talking. If you're not getting somebody to at least understand your perspective or maybe even get behind the wheel and do some shooting, then you're not doing any good for your community. You're just the angry gun guy now screaming at somebody, and it, it never did anything for our community. So, in 2008, 
Kyle opened the Mid-State gun range, and he says he made it a mission to keep politics outside of the store. I just got tired of it. I didn't want to be the status quo when we opened the gun store. We didn't, we didn't want to have the people in there screaming about politics, screaming about liberals, screaming about just just keep, keep it out of the store. It should be fun. It should be friendly. It should be like you're going bowling with your family because to us, that's what we say it is, but not in front of the media. It's all angry and stop. It never did us any good. It kills me that people don't listen to one another. Over the years, Kyle has noticed that his range has become a family place. Yeah, it's a, it's a big sport. It's turned into mom and dad and the kids, or mom and dad and the adult kids, or even all three generations are all here at once now. It's, it's kind of neat. You got grandfathers with their granddaughters and vice versa. We have, finally, we have women dragging guys in here. They're like, this was her idea. I don't want to be here. I'm like, come on, get back there. And why do you think they like shooting? It's just, it's just like golf. It's like bowling. That morning, as Kyle and I talk, the shop is bustling with fathers and daughters, older women, young couples, all sorts of customers. It's interesting how the shop is divided. To my left are rows of pistols and firearms, a place for people to browse, like they would at a grocery store. And to my right is this big wooden sunlit classroom with a dozen plastic tables and chairs. Here's where instructors hold safety classes before shooters go on the range. Stacks of safety pamphlets lay on the tables. I see rule number one, always treat a gun as if it's loaded. And on the wall, a huge world map. That every pin represents somebody who's been here from another country. It has clusters of pins all over the world, from Mauritius to Malaysia. We're, we're a different kind of store and we brought thousands of people to this sport. We don't put banners up. You know, you see a lot of advertising out there is that macho military bullshit from the gun manufacturers, or it's it's really sexist. And you go, why the hell would you alienate 40% of your clientele by having stupid hot chick posters up? Like, what, are you, what are you doing? So none of that shit belongs in my building. Uh, I, I think it's the way to go, and I think it's done us really well. Around 3,000 steady customers come to Kyle's shop every year and around half of them are women. In fact, today is Ladies' Night, a Friday night event dedicated to female shooters. The event starts off with a 45-minute safety instructional in the classroom, followed by target shooting in the range. A lot of the uh, new shooters, they'll come in and they'll whisper. I've never been in a gun store before. And you go, what did you say? I've never been in a gun store before. He Okay, the first rule is open your damn mouth, <laughs> like speak, like talk to me. Let's 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 have a dialogue. Are you new to this? What do you want to know? You know, are you interested in something for the house, a competition? Do you just want to fire one to say you fired one? Like, like what's your visit? Tell me, tell me about your visit. And it brings you guys pretty easy, because then they're like, okay, I'm in a safe place. These people want to talk to me. Everybody here seems like they're having a good time. Why shouldn't I? So I let Kyle get along with his day. He's busy preparing for tonight's event, making sure that the pizza, drinks, and the pink safety pamphlets are set. I wave goodbye. And he says I'm welcome to come back anytime. 
biggest thing is for us as a shooting community, we consider this our golf, our bowling, our softball. This is just another hobby, never meant to inflict harm on anybody. This is just us hanging around doing our thing. And when people go after it and try to pick at it, get really mad about it. <laughs> for WBRU News Unearthed, I'm Ellie Morimoto. This episode was brought to you by the WBRU News Team in Providence, Rhode Island. Special shout out to Andy Corbin, Yashu Wang, Karya Zenner, Rainey Zimmerman, Eileen Foe, Elise Kipnis, and John Klein for their help in making this episode happen. The mission of Unearthed is to have people talk to one another, so we'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave your comments on iTunes or DM us on Instagram at WBRU News. I'm Ellie Morimoto, and thanks for listening. Thank you.